Hello football fans and welcome to episode number 28 of View from the Sideline podcast. Coming up this week, the race for the Premier League is heating up with Liverpool and City both winning and with Spurs, Chelsea and United all dropping points, the race is on for the top four. In the EFL review, the top teams just keep on winning in their push for promotion in all three divisions and there's a huge talking point from the second City derby. We have a double-headed weekly teaser this week and an update on the predictions challenge and our special topic this week is an in-depth match report on the Saints and Spurs game. We'll also take a look at the England squad, which was announced today for the upcoming qualifiers. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of View from the Sideline podcast. Chris here and Rich here as well. Good evening. Chris, how are you doing? Too bad, yourself? Yeah, can't complain. Good weekend? Uh, Yes, it was, thanks. I know where it's going. Uh, It was a good game. We'll save it, we'll save it. Yeah. Um, I believe we've got a double teaser this week. We have, yeah. So um, I've got a teaser to test your knowledge, Chris, but we've also had... Um, a secondary teaser which has been sent in um, for us both to have a go at. Um, so I'll, I'll do mine first. So uh, obviously Man United and Arsenal played um, at the weekend. So my, my teaser to you is, is roughly based around, around that fixture. So uh, can you tell me in what year was the infamous clash between Keown and Van Nistelrooy? in the Man United v Arsenal game at Old Trafford. So what year did it take place? And as I'm feeling a bit generous, a bonus point, if you can tell me what the final score in the game was. Okay. I'm assuming you know, I'm assuming you know the game. I remember the game. It was when uh, it was, yeah, a lot of controversy around the penalty and then Kian got a bit overexcited. (laughs) He did. He did a tad. Yeah. I actually, I can image. I have an image of his of him doing it in my head. Right now. He reminds me of uh, one of those old like uh, WWF figures that used to have like a chopping motion as <laughs> as their move when he sort of jumps. And he's up so and calm he though when he's like shoulder. when he's like commentating now. He's like really he's like really calm. He is, but he's kind of stuck with him. It's sort of what he's remembered yeah. for, I think. Uh, um, but yeah, so. so so that's teaser number one. But the teaser that's been um, put to both of us is um and this is from so this is from pete my father-in-law the uh the quiz king um so he has asked us which manager holds the record for the shortest reign as a manager in the premier league which lasted just 40 days four zero yeah four zero yeah um i've got an idea but i'm not sure it's right but I don't know, because the Premier League's been going a long time. Um, and the one I'm thinking of is relatively recent, um, but I'm not sure if it's them or not. So um, two for you to have a think about, Chris, um, and then we'll try and attack the manager one together. And then we'll have to, oh, uh, have to... We'll have to get on the uh, on Google and see if we're right or not. Cool. All right, so we'll, look, we'll move into the, the Premier League review uh, for this week. Um and we'll start with the Palace Brighton game. Um, some slight controversy around um, this result, Rich. 
There was, yeah. Um, and it sort of started and ended with the same player. Um, it did, yeah. I'm just going to stop there, Chris. Sorry, Liverpool have just scored. Obviously, we'll, we'll keep you oh. up to date with them. With the uh, the matches Jeez. tonight, yeah. So Liverpool, uh, Liverpool have gone one up um, away at Munich. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously it's all about it's all about Notcar. I mean, personally, I think it was a red. I think he should. I think he should have been sent off. I think it was, in my view, it was quite similar to the 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 one on Danny Rose in uh, against Arsenal a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I'm not sure whether it whether it's because it's so early in the game whether the ref feels that he can't send him off. I mean, I don't think that should be a reason. It's this reasoning. I, I don't. I don't. I never really understand. Surely, if if you make a bad, it does. It shouldn't matter whenever it is in, in the game, even if it's no, the first absolutely. Minute. So I don't really understand that, to be honest. No, I th- I think it was a red card. Um, I think that Palace have probably got. A, a decent case to be to be annoyed with that. I think that um, I, I think it's a red, like you said. Yeah. I, I don't, well, don't think it matters what, what minute actual, it's in. The actual goal he scored was, was a bit of a peach of a goal. So it was, yeah, yeah, it was. But that that's sort of what makes it even even sort of more hard to swallow from a Palace perspective. I they, think because they, they, I mean, they were more than in the game, and they I mean, they it, was, it was a beautiful the goal. Yeah, they they dominated the majority of the game as well, and. Um, I think obviously they have scored quite a few goals in the last sort of couple of weeks, but this this week they just, you know, they were stuttering a little bit. But it's another penalty for Palace. Yeah, um, well, there's a there's a stat about um, Milhailovic. Is it? Yeah. Excuse my pronunciation, but I think historically Palace have always had a lot of penalties. Even like when I remember when Andy Johnson was playing for them. A good few years ago, and it was all the stories about him, him going down too easily, and this, that, and the other. But he's he scored nine goals this season, and guess how many have been penalties? Well, I'd probably say at least eight or nine of them. Yeah, eight. So he yeah. scored nine goals, well, think, eight of which have been penalties. That they I get think, so many penalties. Yeah. Palace. I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast, probably. Probably before Christmas now, but the amount of goal he's scored something like sixteen or seventeen goals, and since he joined Palace a year and a half ago, but they were literally like ninety percent of them were all from the the, the spot. So yeah. Palace just historically get an awful lot of penalties. <laughs> just beware when you play them, I suppose. Yeah, but a good a good either way is a good three points for Brighton. Um, and it kind of, you know, they they haven't been on the best of runs recently. Uh, I, I believe Glenn Murray got his hundredth goal for Brighton as well, which is good yeah, achievement for him. But he wasn't due to start. There was, no. um, I think, there, I think there was an injury in it's the warm up. He was right, meant yeah. to be on the bench. Yeah, yeah. so it worked out all right for him. Yeah, um, Cardiff West Ham. Um, so two teams, I feel they're very up and down. Both teams, like Cardiff. Have not really had the best run past couple of games, and West Ham have really been up and down all seasons. There's not, but I would still say, obviously, I think people will be surprised that Cardiff won this after, like I said, their previous couple of games. But fair play to them; they showed a lot of character. I think. Yeah, I, I think, I think Cardiff, Cardiff won that purely because their desire was 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 greater than West Ham's. Um, and I think that's the thing that that if anything's going to pull Cardiff through, that's what it will be. 
Um, I don't really think West Ham were in the game that it's much, great, really. No, um, really. Cardiff probably could have scored more than they did, but you you could just tell they were just the, they were the first to to sort of every second ball. Um, they just wanted it more than West Ham did, which I think was a bit disappointing from a West Ham perspective. But and it was a, um, it was it was a win that they needed Cardiff as well, with obviously the other results which we'll go through in a minute. But yeah, it's it, not it just that though. I mean, them, yeah. yeah, their their running is horrendous. Um, yeah, we did speak about this earlier. Yeah, they, they have by far got um, got the hardest running. And I know there's some stats that have been done around um, the teams, the teams in the in the sort of the bottom five or six in the Premier League, and their expected points, like expected points per game from the next, well, from now till the end of the season. Um, and I think it's something like the teams in or around Cardiff. I think they need one. I think it's been worked out they need one win. One possibly two wins, and based on the points that Cardiff are meant to get, I mean, I think I think they play Chelsea, they play City, they play United. Um, they've got a really tricky run in Cardiff, and I think I don't know. I kind of think if I was if I was a Saints fan or a Burnley fan, or I'd, I'd kind of I, w- I wouldn't be pinning my hopes on Cardiff losing those games, but I'd, I'd feel a bit yeah. more confident about your chances of staying up, knowing the fixtures they've got. Yeah. Well, just before the the Huddersfield Bournemouth game, uh, Barcelona have scored a second. It's C- Coutinho has actually scored the goal, so mm-hmm. I was surprised he, he was starting actually. But we'll, we'll move on to Huddersfield Bournemouth game. Uh, I, I think we both agreed that this this wasn't. I, I know there was goals in the game, but. Bournemouth pretty much coasted through this game um, with, yeah, without it's... great ease from Huddersfield. But I've, I've seen now that Huddersfield, two more defeats and they could be down. Yeah, Still, it's not the, far the, the off. Points, the, the numbers are, are, are catching up with them now. And I think it's literally if Southampton and Cardiff get two more wins, they'll, uh, they'll be going down, unfortunately. So they um, Huddersfield were not uh, I think they've just lost. Uh, we we spoke about it in previous podcasts about the the passion that Huddersfield show on the pitch, and I, I feel in the last sort of four or five games that's completely gone with them. I think yeah, they're just I mean, resigned uh, to the fact that they are going down, and there's, there doesn't seem to be that fight anymore. I, I think I think they've still got the fight. I just I just think they're being absolutely sort of found out now um, that they. I mean, I, I expect, well, we probably knew it for a long time, to be honest, but I just yeah, don't think not, they're good enough. Um, but... I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I still think they'll keep going until it's impossible, but I mean, it's going to come sooner or later, and I just think it's going to be sooner that, that that it's confirmed that they're relegated. They've just had a, an, an awfully poor season, I think, and that, that game, t- to me, I mean, it, it wasn't, Exciting. I mean, I think for Bournemouth, it was relatively routine. It was probably the sort of game that Bournemouth needed to be honest that, with, with the form they've I been it in. It was the but... first, their first away win for for a long time. I can't, yeah, I I can't remember what it was. It was. I think it's nine games or something. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's something. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is a long time. But I think that, like I say, that's probably the sort of game they needed. Really. I mean, if they if they played how they could play, I think that. That they're always going to come away with three points, and 
it just showed really when it was 2 0 up, it was sort of game over. I don't really think Huddersfield offered much. And it's a shame, really. It's a shame. But I, I think they've been prepping for the championship yeah, for. Since January, probably. Well, for, a, yeah, a, a while. So, um, um, the, 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 the Leicester Fulham game, um, just before, because I think you've got something you want to say on about Jamie Vardy. I was just, I was just, when I was watching the game, and hearing back on match of the day and things like that, the amount of times you hear the commentator say a mistake at the back for Fulham, on honestly, literally, you go back and watch match of the day, and he probably and even in like the ten sort of minutes that they showed the highlights in, I counted at least six times he said it. Yeah, but I don't just think it's a defence now. I think for, <laughs> for at least yeah, I know, no, yeah. but for at least one of the goals, I think it was. Um... Chambers and McDonald is it? I think they they were playing in the centre of midfield, um, and I think the the sort of you will watch Fulham Fulham regularly, and they will lose the ball in midfield. They will get caught in possession, yeah. and teams will break on them pretty quick. And they they're not helping themselves at all. I mean, I I think Fulham are gone. To be honest, I mean, I'd be I extremely would, surprised again, if they turn that the, around. It's I mean, the numbers now, isn't it? It is, and these are the games that, with the greatest of respect to Leicester, but, uh, I mean, Cardiff went to Leicester and they got three points, and you, you would, you, you'd think these are the sort of games that, that Fulham have got to be picking points up, and they're not. Um, they're just not picking up enough points at all, and I think that it's only a matter of time for, for them, to be honest, unfortunately, before, before sort of relegation is rubber stamped for them, yeah. but... I think just from a Leicester point of view, and I know I, I sort of said it last week, I'm I'm not Brendan Rodgers' biggest fan, um, but I kind of like the way the Vardy's been playing That's since he has come in. Rejuvenated um, him, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, I mean he's got he's got three goals in the last two games, um, and he he's playing like like Jamie Vardy. I mean, like you expect. I mean, I, I think as as season by season he's gonna you he's gonna lose that that bit of pace which is probably his biggest weapon but he's still got something to offer and I, I do just wonder I don't know what you think about it like if Rogers coming in is gonna not not just kickstart his his sort of season or his sort of pick up his career again or whether it's going to do the same for Leicester as a whole I mean because yeah. you can only you can only beat what's put in front of you but I, I thought Fulham played pretty well to be honest I thought they finally yeah, deserved the win to be honest, they didn't play that much different Fulham from what they did against Chelsea. They did, you know. I would say in the last two games, you can definitely see the players giving more effort than what. Sorry, they did Chris, just going to Bayern Munich just equalised. Sorry to cut you off. One one. Um, but it, it, it just looks like they are giving a bit more, you know, to Scott Parker than what they did to Ranieri. I didn't even know Ranieri had gone to Roma. I didn't even I didn't even know that until the weekend. Yeah, well, Roma have got um, a bit of history about re-employing the same manager that they've had before because this is the second time he's been at Roma. Yeah, um, I didn't even. They, they do tend back. to do that quite a lot. It was an yeah, own goal, I've... by the way, by Matip and goal. Just seen it. Oh, was it? Yeah, I mean, I think Ranieri was on a hiding to nothing at Fulham. Really, I don't, I don't think he he would have got them out of the situation they were in. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a shame. A, a good mm. win for Leicester. Good Leicester, 
look good. They're always a good side at home. Vardy's looking good. Um, the uh, Telemans, they've got the first goal. I mean, I know he's only on loan from Monaco, but he looks a decent signing. They've got Madison. Um, they've got Chilwell. They've got Maguire. They've got, I mean... They've got England they've got, internationals, they've got, haven't yeah, they? Absolutely. In the team, they've got yeah. a decent side. They've got a decent side, and I think they're probably under, underachieving a little bit. I think they will improve the score. I think, he, I think they will buy players in, in the summer. I think... The def- like I think you mentioned about Morgan a couple of weeks ago that he'll probably this will probably be his last season. I would have thought. Yeah, Leicester. but I mean he's he's, he's a good been defender. a great. Yeah, he's been he's he's played he's been a great servant for that club. I mean it, he was part of the Championship winning side. So probably that, see that, half the Celtic team playing for Leicester next. Well, <laughs> maybe yeah. Although I did, although I did read that it was part there was a gentleman's agreement that if um, he would well, yeah he, would he wouldn't he wouldn't go back yeah. But I, I, doubt, uh, yeah. I doubt it's legally binding. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So the um, the, well, next up is the the Newcastle Everton game, which will probably bring you quite some joy, Rich. Seeing seeing this probably made you laugh a little bit. I know. No, you know. no, I've I've sort of changed. I've I've got to be honest. I'll be I'll be perfectly you honest with you on this. No, I'm not. I'm not changing my mind at all. And Everton continue to disappoint on various levels um, and in a way this game or this match sort of sums up their season for me Yeah. Um, but the talking point has got to be Pickford I mean so, yeah. just just a few things so, so just quickly from my view the, the, how, he, how he wasn't sent off for the first one I've got no idea so, I mean, is, so according to what I've seen and read this is to do with the new double double jeopardy rule. Obviously, if you give away a penalty, you can't, you know, under yeah, the jeopardy, okay. so, can't but, get sent off. But, but it was, where, where, it do you, was, where do you draw the line yeah. with that? So, it was a for table. example, for example, if if someone is running into the penalty area and you almost like, I don't know, like American football tackled them, and it's a penalty. Are you? Are you basically? Are you? Are you? Is it yeah. basically saying you can foul however you want in the penalty area because you won't yeah. get sent off for it? Because it's... double jeopardy states because there's a penalty, you won't get a red card. He well, yeah. he absolutely to took him out. I don't. Don't I don't, you, I don't you, want to see players get sent off, but yeah. I, I don't understand well, how he was sent off. on the line? That. What's what's the deal with that now? Then does that still go under the double jeopardy rule? Well, exactly. But I mean, deliberate handball is yeah, it's a, it's stopping yeah. a, a goal scoring opportunity. Then Therefore, it's the, got to be the, a red card. But then does he choose to give the penalty or to give a red card? I, would you, if you were uh, this is a good question actually. If you were a player on the other team and the team that you're playing against, you know, did a handball on the line. Would you rather they have someone sent off or rather you have a penalty? Well, I'd rather have the penalty, to be yeah. honest, but I'd rather the rules were followed. I mean, in, in my yeah. view, I, I don't, I'm I don't not 100% sure on this double jeopardy, but I think he's got to get sent off. No, it's, yeah. it's, we, it's my first point. He didn't. He didn't have a great day. Did he? No, I mean, I know he saves the penalty, and then literally a couple of minutes later, Everton got up the other end um, and get the second. second. Yeah. But I mean, he get he gets caught coming off his line, and Rondon. I mean, I think he should have scored, but 
it, it went just wide. The, the Newcastle's, I personally think he should have stopped the first one. I know Rondon hit it pretty well. They hit it into it all, the ground. It, was hit it, it, it wasn't a powerful no, but shot, it, was it? It almost goes under him, Yeah. which, which I think he should have done better. The second one. About the second. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, ball, the, the, the that's the one I'd probably give him a bit more leeway on because the ball did did move and it was hit with a lot of power but you yeah but you would still expect him to push it to safety yeah um but the third goal well the third goal's offside i don't there's no there's no there's no debate about that at all but I, i don't i don't want to go too far but that's kind of what everton deserved that they all had, I don't want to say they deserve to lose, but they just completely fell apart. And to Newcastle, yeah, Newcastle two, two didn't. Lunch, should never be losing the game at two lunch, two No, you shouldn't. No, I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't know. Newcastle it just sort of summed it up for me. I'm not sure what Rafa said at half time, but. Obviously, whatever he did say worked, and I was well, impressed with Terry. He probably he, he probably just said shoot at Pickford, and he's, yeah, he's bound yeah. to make We've a mistake. Because just, I actually, just, think... just before the the Rond when he rugby tackled Rondon in the box, it was because he went to catch the ball, wasn't it? And he completely he completely yeah. went through his hands. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, so, I think I think he. I know we'll we'll sort of touch on on the England game. Out of the England squad later on, but I just say quickly, I think he's running, he's quickly running out of credit from the World Cup, Jordan Pitford. Um, and I think oh, that uh, yeah. it's we'll going to get to a stage yeah. where his place is, is seriously in, in jeopardy. We'll have to wait and see. Um, well, the the next game, um, is the the the, the Tottenham Southampton game, which we are going to save. We're I was there, Chris, I can later. tell you all yeah. about it. I think so I can gonna, tell you all about that, that game. This week's special topic, and that is mainly going to be Rich probably moaning or talking, or I don't know. Anyway, How we'll move on you. to the City-Watford game. Um, Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Probably what I would say at, at this present time, probably one of the best players in the league at the moment. I'd say he's very underrated. And he, the problem is he's, he's in a packed team of, of Man City players that are world class and he 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 delivers week in, week out. There's no there's no doubt about it. He does, it. yeah. There was a there was an interesting question on, on the radio over the weekend around whether he is the most informed England player at the moment. Um and I think he's gotta be. Um I think the only one who would be near him is Harry Kane, but he he's been out injured, hasn't he? So mm. um yeah absolutely I think he's he he's the player for City that you almost know coming to the stage of the season where they are at the moment, and they're going to have some big big games coming up. That he's going to be a consistent member of that team during during this sort of run, um, which I guess leads on to the first the, the first goal. Very um, straight, wasn't it? Like that. So I got I even got a bit confused watching this. So he's given offside, hasn't he? And then. The he's talking to the referee, and I'm guessing the referee is trying to find out who he's flagging offside. And obviously, it does get yeah. ruled. In the end, so. so I I think the only reason he can pull that back and give that goal is because he knows that it's come off the defender onto yeah. Sterling. That that seems to be the only possible reason. 
that they can overturn the original decision of it being offside. And if that is the reason, for example, then that is an unbelievable spot by the referee. Yeah, yeah. But do you think that's what it was? I'm I'm not convinced. No, I'm not I'm not convinced. sure the ref's no. thought process as he goes through that, to be honest. But it's offside. It, it, well, it's fair offside. play to Pep Guardiola because in the interview after he actually came out and said that it was offside. So yeah, and he even, yeah, he even alluded that get away with it. Yeah, yeah fair he play alluded to, it, to, to VAR as well about obviously next season. He's saying that wouldn't there'd be no debate about it. So no, and yeah. then I mean that that goal then gives them the impetus and Sterling goes on and gets a hat-trick. And, first, I mean, this it's, is the it's first a relatively comfortable win for City. Three or four weeks we've seen Man City play like Man City. Obviously, we, we've last week we were saying they were grinding the results out in the last couple of games, but they were back to the Man City. I think we spoke about before Christmas, week in, week out, we're just saying that they were cruising through that game. But the thing that, for me, is their passing inside the box is so accurate. And it's Sterling's um, second goal, the tap-in. They score a lot of types of that goal when, when the ball yeah. goes across the face of the goal and there's always someone there just to tap it in. Yeah, we've spoke about that before. They're very sort of the the um, tick-attacker sort of Guardiola football, aren't they? I think that they they just keep winning. I think no matter how they're playing, they they just keep winning. Um, still, I, I'm I, I'm going to pick City. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I think it's going to be close, and it it may even go down to the last game of the season. But I, I'm I'm still back in City. A good win, good win yeah. for them. So uh, well, speak that well. Their their main contenders obviously Liverpool uh, against Burnley, which um, was the first game on Sunday. Burnley didn't actually play that badly in this game. I, I wouldn't say their first goal was. Uh, I, I thought it shouldn't have stood. I think. No, I, I think, think Tarowski. He's all over Allison. Really, he's like. Yeah, I think that. I think keepers. Yeah. I, I think keepers probably need a bit, a bit of protection. But I mean, even if you say that keepers are overprotected, I still think that's a. I still think that that that's probably a foul, and we all. We all know what Jurgen Klopp f- thinks of the wind after the <laughs> after the game against Everton. Oh, so I expect yeah. he was even more annoyed with with the uh, with the British weather. But I think that yeah, Liverpool did what they needed to do. City had played the day before; they knew they had to win. Um, Burnley are in a little bit a little bit of better form than they have been throughout the season. I think they gave them a bit of a scare. I think the 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 performance of Tom Heaton is probably one thing that comes out of that game as, as sort of the, one of the main talking points. Mm. But pretty routine, I thought, for Liverpool. It was, yeah. I thought, you know, going going forward, they are a threat every time Liverpool go forward with the players that they've got, like the Salah, especially Mane. This, I, I would say, if anything, Mane's probably been better than Salah this season. I know the goals... The goal scored for each player. I wouldn't say that, but I'd say he's definitely more consistent than Salah this season. Yeah, do you know what I, I I agree with you. There was was a time maybe two or three weeks ago where I actually thought that if I was if I was a Liverpool fan, I would rather Salah be out than Mane. Yeah, which sounds 
I agree. Uh, a, bit, I, I, a bit ridiculous, but that, that's how I kind of feel about it. I think mm. I would rather... I think Mane's been... is probably more effective, personally. Definitely. So anyway, um, we'll move on to the Chelsea Wolves game. Hmm. This is a very frustrating game for me to watch. Why, was... Chris? Do tell. <laughs> Wolves just had the the correct game plan. They they you know they had the only game plan. Should we say? Is, is, <laughs> is this where the is this where you plan. is this where you feel the the that Chelsea's lack of a plan B lets them down? Yeah, I think yeah. It I mean, and, and it definitely showed on on Sunday that no matter no matter what we were trying, it just wasn't working out and. The more and more the, the game went on, the more and more you could see Wolves catching them on the break. And, and when they did catch them on the break, Wolves, uh, the Chelsea defence just fell apart. David Luiz, he does, he does this every game. When we can see, he goes in for tackles and he completely misses. It's, it's like he's nowhere near the ball. Yeah, so but that, that's what I mean. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm still not convinced he's an actual defender, to be honest. Um, I've, I think he's almost yeah. that sort of... He's he's almost more of a creative midfielder than he is a defender, but yeah. Um, but it's just, it's just Wolves. You know they knew what they had to do, and they they did it spot on. To be honest with you, which is it was annoying. And thank God that we got that goal at the end. Yeah, I mean, I think that Wolves almost they knew exactly what Chelsea were going to do, and they they set up to counter how Chelsea were going to play. And even as the match wore on and Chelsea just, although they had possession, they didn't really dominate the game as you, as you think they maybe should have done at home. Mm. And Wolves just, I think Wolves had their number really. And I think, I, I, maybe a bit controversial for you, Chris, but I think Wolves actually unlucky to draw maybe. I think they probably should. Well, Do they yeah, deserve to, be, to win it? I mean, To be honest with you, I'd probably say they probably did. You know, we... You know, Hazard gets the goal like literally two minutes into stoppage time. I think we just didn't it just didn't create enough. I think the the midfield was fine, but it was just getting balls into the box. Higuain, who he, he, had, a a, he, had, he had a bit of a stinker. You've changed you know, your tune. You've changed yeah, your tune well, from when you well, signed because, him. Well, because you're, you're sold, you're not, well, we haven't bought him, luckily, but, you know, you kind of sold gold and it ends up being less than bronze, what you get, to be honest. But he's, well, the thing I is, he's I, been... I don't want to tell I told you next, so, Chris, but, but I, yeah. I, 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 I've said from the start, I think you're buying his name. You're, you're, he's not the player that he was. Um, Jorginho got booed off as well when he came off. He hasn't had the greatest of times, has he? Just, just, just a quick question on this, Chris, yeah, just quickly before we move on to the Arsenal game. With, with Zidane going back in at Real Madrid, the, the, the talk <laughs> you see of... his trousers when he did his press conference? <laughs> did you see what he was wearing? No, I didn't. He had, a, he had a suit jacket and smart shirt on on top. He literally was wearing leggings and trainers. <laughs> Good man. He can, he can wear what he wants, Sizu, and he'll get away with it. But obviously, with with him going back in, mm. um, the talk of 
sort of Madrid rebuilding and him getting this sort of war chest for transfers and stuff. Obviously, the Hazard conversations have have kicked off again. Um, And I I think, if anything, that the fact that Zidane's there now probably is probably something even more that would persuade Hazard to go, personally. Wait and see, because I'm still unsure what they're going to do. So, obviously, they've they've got this transfer ban now, which they appealed. Um, and it looks like the appeal is going to be turned down. So, have to wait and see. They yeah. they won't be keen on selling him, but then his contract is out next summer. So, player power, player power coming on that one. Anyway, okay, but Arsenal, yeah, a point's a point. Yeah. Arsenal United, United. yeah. Um, were were Man United suffering from a PSG hangover? Um, yeah, probably. I mean, I was surprised at this, to be honest. Um, before the game, I probably would have had United to win it. I mean, a close game, but I think I would have had United to win it. Um, but saying that, you can't take anything away from Arsenal. I feel, I mean, a a bit of a strange game. Um, not sure what went on on the first goal. I mean, there's been varying, varying sort of, um, comments made on it where, a lot of people are blaming De Gea. A lot of people are, are saying that he didn't have a lot of chance with it because the ball moved so much. I mean, personally, I don't think the ball moved an awful I th- lot. I thought it, we should have done moved, better. Yeah, but we should have done better. I think the, the, the key thing is almost that because he's moved, he's moved his weight to his left, that it then makes it so much harder to get the weight back on his right side. Um, but I'm not sure why he went to his left anyway, because, like I said, I mean, I, the, the ball did move, but I don't think it moved enough to deceive him by at that sort of level. So I've, I think that was a bit of a surprise, personally. Um, what about the penalty, a bit soft, wasn't it? <laughs> well, no, I don't think it was. A, I don't mm. think it was a penalty. But I mean, even sort of after Arsenal scored the first goal, Lukaku then hits the bar. Um, I think it was pretty much straight after the goal, wasn't it? Was it just before? So, I mean, they they had their chances. Um, I thought United were a bit flat, but let's be honest. I mean, what they did in Paris midweek was, was Mm. pretty unbelievable. So I don't, I don't necessarily blame them. Uh, It makes the race for the top four a lot tighter. Do you think with um, Chelsea dropping points, obviously United dropping points, Arsenal, Sort of back up into fourth. It'd be um, it's going to be interesting. But mm. yeah, I think Chelsea Arsenal deserved have a game it. in hand. Just to let you know, you can go yeah, back against to Everton. Fourth, though. So. Yeah. Well, it's not well, you don't you don't know what Everton you're going to get. But well, let's just, say we get the just, Everton that you speak about. <laughs> well, yeah. Just on Arsenal, I think that I think there's a stat that I think they're they're eleven or twelve points ahead of where they were last season. Um, and we know so we know it was Wenger's last season. Um, obviously, Emery coming in this year, it's going to be a bit of a transition. And I know there's still a lot of debate around Emery and sort of whether he, he's doing a good job or not. And whether I should say it or not, as a Spurs fan, I think he, I think he's doing a good job. I think yeah, if he's if he's improved on last season, then yeah, absolutely. A, You've got to manage the expectations. You've got to manage Arsenal. Uh, we're never going to win the league this year and they are miles away from winning the league as are the majority of the teams in the Premier League. But I think 
if 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 they had a world class defence or a better defence than what they've got, I think they'd be a completely different proposition. Yeah, and if they if they could get Ozil playing or get rid of Ozil and get someone else in, I think they're going to be a threat. But I think he's doing a good job. But a, a good win, yeah, a good, good win. win. Okay, well we'll move on to the EFL now, Rich, and you've got the Championship and League One. Yes, so there are some games uh, in the Championship tonight actually ongoing at the moment and there were some last night as well so we try and cover the weekend and the midweek games so uh, from the weekend so Norwich uh, remained top of the table with a two-point lead Uh, they got a 1-0 win over Swansea on Friday night which was their fourth successive win Leeds are in second Sheffield United are in third both kept the pressure on with with their own victories Leeds won 1-0 away at Bristol City and Sheffield United got all three points in a 2-0 home win against Rotherham. West Brom, Middlesbrough and Derby, they all make up the playoff places, but they failed to take maximum points over the weekend. West Brom got, a, I don't want to say disappointing draw, but they they played Ipswich. Ipswich are obviously bottom of the table and it was one all. I think you Cost probably would have expected. Job, yeah, yeah, it, was, it ended up to be his last game. I think you would have expected West Brom to... Uh, to win that, Middlesbrough lost at home to Brentford and Derby drew one or at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, but the point for Derby did lift them into the playoffs uh, places above Bristol City. Um, at the bottom, Ipswich, as we mentioned, got a one-all draw at West Brom. But it does still leave them 12 points from safety and seven points behind the nearest team, which is Bolton in 23rd. Because um, Bolton got three points in a 2-1 home win against Millwall. Uh, Rotherham, the final team in the relegation places, as mentioned, they lost 2-0 to Sheffield United. Um, The biggest movers really at the bottom were Reading. Um, Although Reading did lose 3-0 to Leeds last night, at the weekend they did get a little bit of breathing space at the bottom. Uh, They beat Wigan 3-2 on Saturday. Um, So last night, Sheffield United and Leeds both won. Sheffield United beat Brentford 2-0. Leeds beat Reading 3-0, as we said. Um, Ipswich did exactly what they did at the weekend. So away at Bristol City, a match probably they didn't expect to get anything out of. They were 1-0 down and ended up in a one-all draw. Um, In tonight's games, so at the top, Middlesbrough are beating Preston 1-0. Norwich are winning 2-1 at home to Hull. And West Brom are 1-0 up against Swansea. Um, In the other games, Derby and Stoke is 0-0. And Villa are beating Nottingham Forest 2-1. Which just, I mean, I I don't think we can not mention it. Um, Obviously, what happened to Jack Grealish. um, He said it was the best day day of his life or best day of his career. I mean... I'm assuming he meant the I goal. I think he thought about the goal. <laughs> yeah, scoring the winner. Uh, I think, if anything, I don't think we can say what we actually feel about the guy who did it because um, our bleep machine isn't working. Um, but, yeah, it's almost like I think the majority of football fans would have been glad that Grealish went on and scored the winner, um, whether you support Villa or not, because it was almost... Um, I know you can't tar all Birmingham fans with the same brush and you, you would never do that, but I just think it was absolutely ridiculous. And I think yeah. the fact that he's now been sentenced to well, um, to some hard time in prison is probably well-deserved no, uh, for him. No place for that in football. 
No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, so we'll move on. So League One, Luton, they remain top of the table, but their lead has been cut to just three points now. Um, they got a nil-nil draw away at Plymouth and second place Barnsley. They carried on their unbeaten run. I think they're unbeaten about 19, 20 games now, Barnsley. Um, so it's a, an amazing run of form. They won 2-0 at home to Accrington. Sunderland are in third. They got a point in a one-all draw away at Wickham. And Portsmouth dropped points, losing 2-1 away at Charlton in the late kickoff on Saturday night. Charlton remain in fifth after that victory. And Doncaster occupy the final playoff place, but only on goal difference from Peterborough. And they lost 2-0 away at Wimbledon. At the bottom, three of the bottom four all won. Uh, Wimbledon beat Doncaster, as we've just said. Wimbledon are an amazing run of form. Um, and they also won last night. They beat Peterborough 1-0 last night. And I think they're actually level on points now um, with, with one or two teams above them. They're, they're, actually, they're on a brilliant run of form. I, I think sort of in the build-up to the West Ham game, or it might be in the Millwall game in the FA Cup, we were sort of saying that Wimbledon are um, as good as down. They're, but, yeah, um, they're, they're the on a great run of form. Bradford. Yeah, um, and Bradford won. Bradford beat Peterborough. Uh, 3-1. Peterborough not adding good weekend. <laughs> no, they haven't. They've lost to the, both of the bottom two teams. Um, and Rochdale beat Shrewsbury 2-1. Oxford are in 21st. They were the only team not to take three points at the weekend. They lost 1-0 away at Gillingham. Um, so, yeah, it's very tight at the bottom. Only seven points are separating the bottom six teams. So, really, really tight. Um, what about Oxford 21st? They were on 40. And then literally Burton in 11th for only on 47. Yeah, it's really tight, really tight really in that division. Um, but yeah, just so from last night, uh, Barnsley and Sunderland drew 0-0. Luton won 1-0 away at Bradford. Pompey beat Walsall 3-2 away, although they were 3-0 up. Um, but Walsall sort of came back, made it a bit close. And Rochdale and Oxford drew 0-0, which didn't really help either team no. at the bottom. So yeah, we're trying to... Get the weekend's action and the midweek action of the uh, championship. Oh, just just as an update, so Villa have just gone 3-1 up against Nottingham Forest and Norwich are now 3-1 up against Hull. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. should be three points for those two. League two, Chris. So, uh, League two, uh, Lincoln remains. So this is uh, Saturday's stuff and then I'll go on to Tuesday's in a minute. Uh, Lincoln remain top still. Um they secured a 1-0 victory over Yeovil, um, struggling Yeovil. Uh, Bury remain in second after a 1-0 win away to Stevenage. Uh, Nicky Maynard scored a 95th minute winner in that one, so they only just won that game. Uh, MK Dons ran out 3-1 winners over Sol Campbell's Macclesfield. Uh, MK Dons have moved up to third, whilst Mansfield slipped to fourth after a surprise 2-1 defeat to Port Vale. Tramere in fifth beat Crew uh, Friday night by a goal to nil. Colchester sixth and Carlisle in seventh, both picking up victories. At the bottom, Notts County lost 4 1, so they remain at the foot of the table. Macclesfield lost to MK Dons uh, on 23rd, and Yeovil slipped to just above the relegation zones after they lost to Lincoln. And they did at that point hold a six point lead over that. Anyway, last night, um, so we have four fixtures last night apart from one game. Um, and as always, Lincoln remained top and they're now five points clear. 
of third and 10 points off of uh, of fourth as well so they're only a couple more wins and they could uh, they could secure promotion so they are looking strong favorites in that league uh, they beat Oldham 2-0 uh, Oldham were down to 10 men from for the majority of that game as well uh, Bury didn't play, but they remained second. Mansfield regained third place after they drew 0-0 with Crawley. And NK Dons have gone back to fourth after they lost to Morecambe by four goals to two. Uh, Tranmere in fifth beat Grimsby 4-1. That's five and five for Tranmere now. Uh, so they're finishing the league strong. Forest Green are back in the playoffs after they beat Colchester 3-0. They actually leapfrog Colchester to fifth, Colchester now in sixth. So yeah, and to the bottom, uh, we actually have a new team at the bottom. Sol Campbell's Macclesfield are back bottom of the table. Uh, they didn't the actually play. Gone, they didn't actually play last night, so they have got a game in hand. Uh, but Notts County picked up a three-one victory over Carlisle away as well. That was a pretty good result for Notts County, considering they've been in poor form. Speaking of poor form, the Oval. Lost <laughs> to the team just above them in the league. Uh, they lost to Port Vale by three goals to nil, and find themselves four points from um, four points above the relegation zone. Um, it will be three if Macclesfield win their game in hand. So after two wins, still down at the bottom. Games, then right back, being sucked right back in there. It doesn't help that Notts County and Macclesfield keep winning. Sort of the odd game here and there, and the overall really aren't picking up any uh, any points. So yeah, uh, struggling, but they have got. There's a big game for them this weekend. They're playing the overall are playing Macclesfield, so we'll have to see how that one goes. But um, yeah, that was a the real six pointer. The, 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 the bumper edition of the EFL review. Yeah, a lot um, of games. A lot yeah, of games. That is, um, that's it for part one uh we'll be back in part two with uh, a brief uh, thing on predictions uh the special topic which is which is little day i would say away day i say away day is kind of home home stroke away day i'd say i could walk uh, down there chris it's within it's, walking distance <laughs> We've got the, I'll try and give the teaser answer for Rich's uh, teaser and we'll try and combine, come together to work on Pete's teaser that he gave us. So we'll be back in part two. Hello and welcome back to uh, part two of View from the Sideline podcast. Uh, we're just going to give you a quick Quick update on predictions. So uh, last week, uh, Liam was our guest. Uh, not a great week all round. Um, highest score of 15. Uh, Save my last game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was that. that uh, it was a Birmingham really Villa game that got yeah. your, your, your solitary five points. Um, so nothing in the way of a, a sort of competitive score with regards to how the overall table is looking. So... Jamie's still top with 30. Um, we're fast running out of rounds for someone to um, try and overtake him. But uh, Sophie is our guest this this week. So she's going to have a go um, at trying to topple Jamie, see if she can get close to the 30 points. Um, also for Chris and I to see if we can get our averages up. But um, the, 
yeah absolutely the, the games have gone um online today so you'll be able to see the the, the six matches and and the predictions from the three of us and obviously as normal we'll be posting the results over the weekend yeah. just um speaking of predictions um we are going to be running uh, something a little bit different on the last day of the season, aren't we, Rich? Yes, we so are. So for the predictions on the last day of the season, we are going to randomly draw two names that have previously done it this season. And whoever gets drawn out will be able to have another go. So one one last chance at trying to topple whoever the whoever is top at the time. Um, but unfortunately, whoever is top at the time is not going to be put into the draw. So at the moment, that would be Jamie. Um, so yeah, we just thought we'd spice it up a little bit for the last round. So two people will get to have another go. And we're going to do that. Well, we're going to do it on Facebook Live. We're going to try Facebook Live, aren't we, Rich? So We are. And gonna... I, expect the t- I expect the two people that get picked out will all fall flat on our faces and um, get nowhere near 30. But um, yeah, we're going to give it a go. We're going to give it a go. There are, to, to be fair, there's a few people that have asked if they can have another go. So um, yeah, Lewis is the the main one. I think I can't I can't actually count how many times he's. Uh, well, we're going to try. We're going to try and accommodate a few people. Um, so yeah, two see people, if they can get another go. Two people will, will get another go, and Adam will be praying that it's him because he is the only one. On a zero. <laughs> yeah, a, we we could have added both his scores together, but because he got zero in the first one, it wouldn't have uh, really been worth it. Um, so yeah, so that's predictions. So we'll move on to the the Saints Spurs game. Um, we we will we, yeah we will try and touch on the England squad just quickly if we get time after this. But um, so yeah, I had a day out on Saturday. I went to uh, I went to St Mary's to see Southampton v Spurs. Um, I was sat in the away end, which um, to, as the game wore on became more and more frustrating. Well, you but, were sat in the home end. Did I say away? Yeah. Oh no, no, I was sat in the home end. Yes, I was sat with the Saints fans. Um, so you enjoyed I that think... though, didn't you? You've told me many a time this week. No, you... I didn't. No, so it's so difficult. Last time I went, um, Spurs won two nils, so I had no fake clapping at all um, to do. But the fake clap. Ugh. Yeah, I didn't. I just stood up. I, I didn't clap. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that I'm sure most people, well, pretty much everybody, I would say that that has an interest in football goes to watch live football you can't really beat the experience it's um it's i find it completely different to watching it on telly or watching highlights i mean this game in particular sort of on the saturday evening when i was watching it on match of the day you just it gives gives you a completely different perspective on the game um and also uh sort of highlights the the tough job it must be to to edit to edit highlights of a of a match because there was I, I thought there was so much more that happened that they didn't show. Um but as a game um and this was this was also said by a lot of Saints fans after the final whistle. I don't think I've ever seen a game or haven't seen a game for such a long time that 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 sort of flipped so dramatically um 
from sort of the first, maybe the first hour. Uh, first half, Spurs were so dominant, it was ridiculous. Um, I, I can't really remember Loris having to make a save. Um, Saints didn't really offer anything going forward. Um, I thought Charlie Austin was pretty poor, to be honest. Um, you could you could tell sort of Saints were trying to use him as a target man, but that at times the midfield was almost overtaking him. Um, so it turned out when they were in a position to get the ball in the box, he, he wasn't in the box. Um, and he just seemed, his first touch seemed to sort of let him down. The ball just wouldn't stick to him. And I mean, he got pulled off at half time, um, which to be honest, didn't, Hugely surprised me. I thought I thought he had a poor first half, um, and I think Dan, I think Danny Ings was injured. But I I kind of think that he he's got to be ahead of Charlie Austin in the pecking. Nothing against Charlie Austin. I just I, he didn't perform on the day at all. Um, Spurs should have been three or four up really by half time. Harry Kane had a couple of chances. Um, obviously, they got the goal. It was good. Uh, set up by Deli Ali. It was good to see Deli Ali back. Um, but one nil, you're always a little bit nervous, aren't you? You're always, you're always sort of. There's always it only takes one goal, obviously, and the, the opposition are back in it. And I just think Spurs, certainly in the first half, rude missing those chances. Um, second half, I'd say the sort first sort of five to ten minutes, Saints came out and they did look a different side. They looked a lot more sort of involved. They look a lot more up for it. Um, but then Spurs sort of pulled it back, and it, it was it was a funny game. And I think as soon as as soon as Saints equalised, you could just feel that they were going to go on and get the winner, um, which. They they duly did. Um, I mean, there was some controversy around around the free kick and stuff. Whether he should have got a red card, but he 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 was the weak link for me. Walker Peters for Spurs. I don't. He didn't have a very good game. He didn't have a very good game the last time. I saw him play where Spurs were away at Palace in the cup. He was he was pretty poor that day as well. Um, Overconfidence, so, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with what Pochettino said after the game, where he yeah. said the players were a bit arrogant, and it, it's difficult to tell when when you're watching it. I mean, they just they just seem to let Saints back into the game, really. Um, and then I think that I think they got to Spurs a little bit, and the, the thing, I, I mean, I don't. I don't want to ruffle any feathers when I say this, but the thing that the thing about St Mary's is that the times that I've been down there, that and it, it was I I especially felt this on Saturday when Saints Saints weren't playing well and Spurs were winning and they were deservedly winning that the crowd don't seem there, there seems to be a limited atmosphere there and the fans don't really seem to get behind the team a lot of the. A lot of the noise where I was, the, there was a lot of um, sort of aggro aimed at, at the referee and the linesman because some of the decisions weren't going Saints' way. And it's almost like you just, you just, it's, it's, it was difficult for me because obviously I'm not there supporting Saints, but you just almost want the crowd to get behind the team and sort of, 
spur them on rather than focusing your your energy on the referee and on the linesman because you're not getting the decisions that you think you should be getting as soon as they equalized and i don't know whether this is what you would expect as soon as they equalized the crowd were completely different the the, the spurs in my opinion the spurs fans were louder than the saints fans for pretty much 70 minutes of that game until Saints scored and then it just flipped and they got behind their team and they, they went on to win it. I mean, I'm, I, it's, it's just an opinion. It's just sort of how I saw it. It's just, but it was like that last time that I went to St. Mary's as well. I don't know if it's just me. Maybe it's me being there that. Yeah. Maybe you that, were distracted. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it is me, but I think that's the sort of thing that, the, the way Saints are playing, the, the, the crowd play a massive, massive part, as in obviously in their home games, and they they need that support. They they need mm. the fans behind them, and I think that, I mean, the equalising goal. I mean, however you want to spin it, I think it, I think it was an error from Danny Rose. I thought Danny Rose played pretty well, to be honest. He got a lot of stick from the fans because there was um. There was an incident pretty early on in the game where he had a bit of a tangle with with Ward Prowse, and it, there was nothing to it. There was there wasn't anything to it. It was accidental and sort of rose to. I think he took one to the face. Maybe he went down a little bit too easily, but the the the, the crowd were on his back after that. Um, and yeah, I mean the the goal it, it was massively avoidable, but but being there and, and sort of where we were sat that. Spurs were playing very narrow at the back, and Valerie, the sort of the formation that Saints were playing, Valerie had a lot of space out wide, and he was the the the, the go to the go to ball. He was the out ball. He was always in space, and um, obviously it sort of transpired that he, he's the one that he gets around the back. I'm not sure what Danny Rose is doing. You just want you just want him to lump it into sort of Rose Z, and then. It takes a bit of a bobble and ends up bouncing over Larice, which wasn't great. Um, and then the free kick. I mean, it was definitely a free kick, and what a goal! I mean, it was a great goal. Great we, goal. Mm. we, we sort of we sat there when he was sort of lining it up, and we just thought he's going to score this. You can just feel that he was going to score, and then. So, you you've always got a momentum of the day, though, Rich, haven't you? Because your your face is on the Premier League. Right it is. Now. It is just before Ward Prowse took the free kick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great picture. So, yeah. I mean, I just think it's you. You cannot beat live football from the whole no the the whole the atmosphere before it and stuff and the during the warm up and. Obviously, you get to see the players up close and stuff. And the one thing I noticed, I mean, there was quite there was there was a decent number of Spurs fans or people in sort of Spurs scarves and stuff walking around outside the stadium beforehand. And there was, I, I mean, I didn't see any sort of any hint of trouble or or anything like that. And there was sort of there was dads with their young kids, sort of in in full kit and stuff. And I don't think there was. Um, do you know what I mean? I, I think you can you can put this. Yeah. It can be a bit intimidating go going to an away ground for a match, and I think the, the, the Saints fans they are good. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like I'm criticising them with the atmosphere, but maybe it's just being a Spurs fan. I just kind of thought, just get behind your team. I mean, 
decisions are going to go against you. I mean, I'll hold there was there were some decisions that should have gone Spurs' way that didn't. Um, and there were some that should have gone Saints' way that didn't. But you're not going to change it. And it's just kind of... No. I just felt like it. They maybe it's just the people around me. Just the, There was a lot of moaning going on. But... Leon have just scored. 2-1, yes. They got an away goal. Um, but yeah, I, I, one thing I won't I won't deny that Saints. I, I think from the whole game, if if you look at it from a sort of numbers point of view and being there, Spurs should have won it, but Saints capitalised on Spurs's sort of lackadaisical attitude. I think, um, and in the last sort of five minutes, they just resorted to sort of sort of pumping it upfield and Lorente came on, they were trying to get the flick on. Um yeah. Disappointing. Disappointing, but a good day out and a good game. Yeah. It was a it was a good game to watch. I'd I'd like to go there as a neutral, not as a Spurs quickly, um, fan though. Quickly go through the England squad. Um so it's Butlin, Heaton, Pickford, Alexander Arnold, Chilwell, Keane, Maguire, Rose, Shawstones, Toroski. Uh, Trippier, Walker, Barkley, Ali, Delft, Dyer, Henson, Loftus, Cheat, Rice, Kane, Rashford, Sancho, Sterling, and Wilson. Three of those names I was surprised by. Um, I'd say Keane, I was quite surprised by. Um, Delft and Wilson were the other two. Delft, I don't think, has played that much. Um, and Keane. Was not really too sure about why he's been picked, but that's just my yeah. Point of view. Well, I think I think Keane is you've got you've got to remember that Cahill's now almost done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure who else you put in. And Keane, he was he was very good at Burnley. He just hasn't done that well. Uh, Everton. I mean, I can kind of see why he's in it. The two that, well, the, the main one for me is I'm. I, I know we've just been talking about him. I'm surprised Ward Prowse isn't in it, personally. Mm, yeah. Um, I would and, have picked uh, him over Delph. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. And I'm not, I'm not wholly convinced on Ross Barkley. I just I don't. He's, he's been all right. I wouldn't say he, he's... he's been all right, but is I mean. I'm assuming he's there as a squad player. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's he's near the starting eleven. But well, I was yeah. just, I was just, this, I was just surprised the... he put him in. So if he plays the three in midfield, you've got Barkley, Ali, Delft, Dyer, Henderson, Loftus Cheek, and Rice. I'm assuming Rice will get some sort of time on the pitch. But other than that, Henderson's yeah. gone off injured tonight as well. I don't know if you knew that he's gone no, off injured. So but Liverpool have just scored. 2-1. Okay. Yeah, so it looks like with the away goals, it looks like Liverpool are going to be going for No, no Jamie Vardy either, Rich. No, I'm not I'm not overly surprised by that, if I'm honest. Um I, I didn't I didn't expect him to be in the squad. And I think if you look at the 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 forward players that he has picked, I think Kane and Rashford are, are, are Sterling. I would have thought they're the three. They're, well, they're they're top. they're a pretty given to be honest. I don't you, you can't really leave Sancho out the way he's playing at Dortmund. Um, I think he's going to be a mainstay in the squad for a long time. 
And Callum Wilson, I think, is probably a, a, a toss of a coin because he's certainly one for the future. Um, well, more for the future than Vardy is. So mm. I just, I, I'm not, I'm not surprised that Vardy wasn't wasn't included. To be it'll honest, it'll be good to see how they get on. Um, you yeah, know, I, well, I, I don't think since England last played. So yeah, I quite I like England games. I, I know a lot of people aren't that fussed by it, but I don't, I don't think even match is going to test them that much to be well, honest I think, I think they should thing well no but though, that's, that's the trouble that's the trouble I think they're probably aiming for the Nations Nations League aren't they against yeah. Holland so I think that's probably that's, that's probably what they're looking at but, ok so we'll move on quickly to the teaser and the answer so your question to me was about the the year and the score yes. Yes. Uh, I'm really not sure. Uh, I think it was, I'd say, 2002. I'll say Fine 2000. Answer. Uh, I'll say 2002. I think it's around. It'll be in and around. I think that sort of area. Yeah. It was 2003. You were oh, very, very close. close. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure on the score. I think it. I. I think it was either nil nil or one one. I think it was. A, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll go one one. Oh, Chris, was it nil nil? It was nil nil. Ah, damn it! Yeah, <laughs> so close, so, so close. close yes, yeah. so far on. I vaguely remember days. it was a draw because I think that was the. It was in the last sort of minutes of the game. It was, well, yeah. Oh, I never. Mind. Okay, so so Pete's teaser. So I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna put mine out there. Go on, my then. my initial thought is De Boer at Palace. Palace, but. I'm not sure how long he lasted. My only other one is, I don't even know if this is right. I've got two. So De Boer is one. And my other one is um, the guy who was at United. He used to be the assistant and then he went to Fulham. Was he at Fulham? Yes, it was him. He was Ferguson's assistant. But I'm sure he took, I'm sure he took charge full time. De Boer is the only one that I was thinking, and then I was thinking another Fulham one. But I can't remember, isn't he? He was a Spanish manager, but I can't remember. Well, so Ranieri's just been sacked, and he was a hundred, hundred and hundred odd days, just over a hundred, I think. Forty days, really, isn't? No, and especially if if you were employed in the summer, for example, that may only be like one game, two games you were in charge. But I'm I'm going to go for De Boer at Palace. That's what I'm going for. I don't think it's right, but I cannot, and I've been mm. thinking about it because I I did get this I did get this question about an hour before we started recording, so I was I did have a bit of a I'll say De Boer as well, bit of a head start. I'm thinking. Just googling it now. So we've gone with De Boer. Oh, it's not De Boer now. De oh. Boer was third. Moulinstein was second. Oh. Les Reed had a shocker at Shelton last night. Forty days. He was nicknamed Le, Le Miserable in the press. Oh, well, there you go. I, I wouldn't have got that. I wouldn't have got it from 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 Charlton. Um, Bob Bradley was fourth. I forgot Tony about Adams. Bob Bradley. Tony, oh, Tony Adams, Adams, what a Portsmouth. Seventh. 
Uh, Sonny Holmes at Portsmouth? Yep, Portsmouth. Oh, I really forgot about eight. that. Oh, oh well. Pepe, Pepe Mel was the Spanish guy I was thinking of, but he uh, was 120 days. He was 10th. Yeah. Well, we got third place. Technically got second and third. Anyway, Never mind. I know, but we went, I went for um, <laughs> I went for the ball. Okay, yeah, good, good question. Yeah, good question. That's it for this week. Anything else, Rich? No, no, nothing from me. Uh, no, nothing from me. <laughs> well, we will see you again next week. Yep. See you soon.